Welcome to the People Teaching People podcast. My name is Tiana Fesh. I'm a mom of three, an educator, a course development consultant, and a lifelong learner. Teaching and learning can take place anytime, anywhere, and in a multitude of ways. The range of knowledge and skills to teach and to learn about are truly limitless. But at the heart of all teaching and learning experiences are the people. The People Teaching People podcast is the place to talk about the who, what, when, where, why, and how of teaching and learning in a world where there is always more to discover. Education plays an important and integral role in all facets of our lives. How we work, do business, live, play, explore, and build relationships. Let's talk teaching and learning together. Welcome to the People Teaching People podcast. Joining me on the podcast are the Sangria sisters, Val McLean and Lori McGilvery. After following their journey for a number of years on social media, I recently got to meet Val and Lori in real life at a YYC Fempreneurs event in Calgary. I have always enjoyed their fun content and positive energy and admired their commitment to giving back. A memorable interaction online that I had with them was when my Instagram account got hacked and the hacker was sending messages to my followers to try and hack their accounts. There really are some terrible people in this world. Anyways, Val and Lori knew that the hacker wasn't me because the messages were curt and there were no heart emojis. If there's one word to describe the sisters, it is fun. Val and Lori share how life isn't always rosé behind the white picket fence in their hilarious humor blog, Sangria Sisters. Relatable and real, they tackle titillating topics with trucker mouth care. The sisters use their platform to champion women and causes close to their heart. Their goal is to spread kindness and joy every damn day. Thank you so much for joining me, Val and Lori. Thanks for having us. We're very happy to be here. Yeah, I'm excited for this conversation. And uh, I'm really excited to get to know the both of you even better. So let's go back to the beginning. And I'd love for you to share how the Sangria Sisters journey started. Well, we found ourselves at a crossroads. I had just was just winding up a 20 year career in oil and gas. Lori was working in the Durham industry and we both found ourselves kind of without a job. I, I, and then my, you know, the parent council days, your hockey mom days and all that were coming to an end. And I really was looking for something to do. We just thought it'd be fun to, to, you know, we feel that we're, we're very much champion champions for women. We feel that we've got a lot of perspective, just we're a little older. And we just wanted to share our wisdom with the, with the world. <laughs> yeah. And we knew we wanted to work together in some capacity. We were just trying to figure out how we wanted to do that. And it just, I think one of the big things we wanted to do was to be able to do that from anywhere in the world or anywhere that we were. Like uh, a beach. Yeah. Without overhead or anything that we had to worry about like that. So this seemed like a natural fit. Yeah. So how did you come up with the name Sangria Sisters? 
oh, over multiple glasses of wine. <laughs> we had d- dozens of different things. Like our maiden name is Pilgrim. So we were plastered pilgrims, <laughs> which was like, obviously not. We had mimosa mates and Bellini buds and we wanted to keep it. I mean, it really does personify who we are. We're fun. We like to have a lot of fun. We like to have a glass of wine. We like to be with other people. So, so that's Sangria Sisters was born. So you both do blogging and are excellent, both excellent writers. So one Thank of them, you. you're most welcome. And one of the things I find with writing and any writing that I've done is sometimes the hardest part can be deciding what to write and getting started. So how do you decide what you're going to write about? Well, we have, I guess, sort of brainstorming sessions where we'll sit and just throw out ideas. We also have a, a just a list of, of things that we've written throughout the years, and we keep going back and pulling ideas from them. But once, some things just hit easier than others. Once you come on to a, uh, a decision on maybe one of these titles, and it just starts flowing as we start throwing out ideas and the funny things and whatever, you know might be humorous or or entertaining or whatever and uh it just flows really quickly and we just grab onto that and then we will leave some of those other ones some of them we don't even ever get to and other ones we go back to and but i used to worry that that we would run out and we've never like in seven years we've never run out of content or or ideas because life is yeah. we're all we're very relatable and we're so we're listening to you guys and to our friends and things we're going through at the time there's always fodder yes <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah always something going on mm-hmm. to give you that really that nudge or inspiration for something that's right so you started this seven years ago is what you're saying. And so along that journey, you make this decision, okay, this is something we want to do. We want to do it together. Has there been anything along that journey that has surprised you? Mm. I think that, I think the amount of uh, uh, male followers we have that really enjoy, uh, we thought it would be exclusively female. And we have a lot of um, guys that just just, I think they they take it as a inside information I was <laughs> on say. you know onto <laughs> on the, the female mind, on, yeah. on the women's mind because uh, we, you know we're we do expect them to be mind readers a lot of the times and so this way they're 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 getting the the deep stuff right that when you know we write about we've wrote about sex we've wrote about romance we've wrote about losing parents we've wrote about pretty much everything so that it's relatable for them too. So you mean they can't read our minds? Yeah, well, that's you know, that, that, that is that is a, a, a common problem with women, yeah. right? Like we just expect we don't we just expect them to be able to, and they're they're completely fundamentally different. Yeah. God bless them. They're simple. <laughs> Their minds are more straight track. Ours are multi-dimensional, multitasking at all times. So yeah, yeah it's we're a little more complicated. You I'd never say. you never ask a man more than one question at a time. <laughs> Have to yeah you ask that wait for it and then, then launch off into the next. <laughs> well, and it's funny you say that because sometimes I will 
say something out loud and I think I must have had the first part of whatever I was going to say just in my head yes. and I neglected to say that part and my husband finds it so confusing he's like okay that just seemed to come out of left field but right in my mind it makes sense and why can't he just understand or get like, left behind <laughs> right use the context clues come on <laughs> exactly so with all the blog posts that you've written do you have a sense of how many you've written now Gosh, have you ever no. counted? No, no, nope. never have. What we're doing now is going back and we've, I mean, it's changed significantly mm. since we started because we, neither of us are trained writers and we just, but we're, we're really good at finding the funny. Um, so what we've written, what we wrote originally was long and clunky and yeah. it just, it, it was still funny, but it just doesn't have the finesse that it has now. So we have to go back in and get rid of a lot of those. But but a lot of those is what we are redoing now because they were good. They had good concepts. And you know what? I was told that when we first started that you should always reuse your content in a different way because it's it's still relevant. It's still interesting, but you could just expand on it. So that helps too. Yeah. Well, and I think too, there's something to be said for you know, you look back at when you started and, at, and as you said, your writing isn't what it is now, but to look back and be able to see that journey and how things have progressed and how you've improved and all the things that you've learned by going through it and doing it along the way. Totally. And the process of learning to write together as I a bet. team as opposed yeah. to individually and how that that's really evolved over the years as well. Yeah. There, now there's a nice flow to it. It's quite easy to jump in and, and jump out. So so my podcast will be four years old in February. Really? I, yeah. It's Congrats. been a while. Thank you. Is this, um, but, but you had another podcast before yeah, this one. Yeah. Right? So it sort yeah. of evolved into this yeah. one. So I've kind of made it one in the same. Yeah. But yeah, it will be four years. And I look back to when I started and how hard it was and what a learning curve it was and how mm. things have changed so much since I started. My first podcast guest was my sister, actually. Oh. And we have different last names. So I tried not to mention the fact that we were related in any way. So it would seem like I had some unrelated, awesome podcasts on my podcast. But yeah, she was my very first guest, which was great. It was good to have my first guest be somebody that I know so well. and feel That comfortable you're comfortable with. with. Yes. Yeah, because I felt like, you know, oh my gosh, what am I doing? you know, who's actually even going to listen to this podcast other than exactly. maybe my mom. <laughs> and, well, do and I, you know, yeah. you're, you're really putting yourself out there when you're, when you're doing any of this, you're sharing yourself, you're sharing your, your thoughts, your like, so yes, there always is that little bit of worry. Is there, is there anyone out there that's even going to be, but there is. <laughs> It turns but out there, it turns out there is. And then yeah. it's then the opposite fear came up like, oh, my goodness, are so other people are going to be listening. So what are they going to think? So it goes in all the directions. But even, totally true. Oh, my gosh. And yeah, even though it's been four years, I still get like a little nervous before every conversation. And yeah, but it's so much fun. I really, I really enjoy being able to have interesting conversations with amazing and interesting people like yourself so well and I think I think nerves actually just they 
there it's a you know just like the slight nerves it's good it's you want you right. want it it just excitement i always yeah. say you're not nervous you're excited yeah exactly yeah one yeah. of my clients her daughter used the term nerve-sighted so it's like a combination of nervousness and ex being excited. I really oh, like that's that. funny. Yeah. yeah. We're totally yeah. going to steal that. Nerve-sighted. Yeah. No, it's fantastic. I know. I'm like, I really like that word. That really fits, you know, to so many situations, including before hopping on a podcast recording. Yeah. So I wanted to just ask you with your blog post, could you pick one that is your favorite? Is that even possible? Or one that really stands out in your mind that you love the most? Hmm. That's a good question. I'd have to say, I hate to say them, but I do think that the obituaries, oddly enough, that we've done for both my our, my husband and our dad, stand out in a way because they were a way to rewrite an obituary to still know so much about this person that other people probably, things that they wouldn't have known beforehand. And and add a little bit of humor to it, which is okay to do, right? That's my, those are my two favorites. No, and, anyway, that, so. and that does stand to be still to this day as one of the most popular <laughs> obituaries. But we did make them completely different. We made them funny. Like we did add the humor. The other one that stands out to me is one we'll be posting next week and it's the night before Christmas. It's a brilliant take on our version of the night before Christmas. And, and I love it. It's just, it's funny. Yeah. Well, Watch. Awesome. Tune in. Tune okay, in. Okay. Tune in. <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay yeah. tuned. I am excited to have a look for that one. And yeah. I think it's so nice to have written the posts that are obituaries and really a way to celebrate, right? The special Absolutely. people in our, in our lives and to share their stories and the, including the funny, because that's exactly. part of our and, experiences and, with people. Yeah. And the thing is that a lot of people wouldn't have known the, the insider, right. like the it's nuances just, yeah, of that person. Yeah, it is a nice way to honor for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I had asked you for some of your most frequently asked questions. So I'm going to get this one out kind of near the beginning of our conversation here. And one that you shared that you get asked is, do you drink wine all the time? <laughs> right? Yeah. Which is no. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Not even no. close. No. <laughs> We're really good at balance. Mm -hmm. We're really good at, at finding the balance. Like if I'm going to go out on a Friday night or a Saturday night or I have an event during the week, then I'm, I try and balance out with healthy eating. We, we work out. We're like, we're really I think we've really achieved that, you know, now that we're older too, it was a little bit, a little bit more when our kids were younger and mm -hmm. the moms were all getting together for cocktails in the afternoon, like, you know, on the patio sort of thing. And the kids were running wild in the backyard, but we don't really have that that much anymore. No. So yeah, no balance is key. Where we're out socially a lot. We do a lot of things socially. And if I'm going to have a glass of wine when I'm out, that's that's fine to do. I'm not going to limit that. But when I'm at home and I'm sitting myself and it's a Tuesday night, you don't you don't see me pop on a cork. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you are the Sangria sisters, but it's not it's it's like a piece and a part of the whole Absolutely. picture of who you are. Exactly. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. We love our wine. <laughs> we can <laughs> twist. <laughs> but we just do it when it's warranted. <laughs> yeah, I love that. 
so this podcast is all about teaching and learning the stuff that happens in the classroom in those four walls, but also the teaching and learning that happens beyond that. So how would you say teaching and learning have been part of your journey with blogging? Well, for me, well, we're, we're two old broads that are not very tech savvy, <laughs> frankly. So we have had quite the learning curve in learning how to do the website and to load things and to just handle the technical difficulties that come along. Cause I mean, I love technology when it's working, but you know, the biggest amount of swear words come out of my mouth probably when it's not. When the color wheel yeah, is going. going on and on. So the amount of things that we've had to Google or, you know, look up or, or train ourselves on. Lots of research. Lots of research. Don't it's, check our browsers. You know, <laughs> and even for blogs, like for blog ideas that we're doing, there's things that we, you know, you have to, we have to be more informed of before we do put, put it out there. So yeah, we do do a lot of research, a lot of learning all the time. Well, and, and it keeps us relevant. Very much so. And, and things like social media. Social media is not not easy. And it's a time sucker. No. And there's algorithms. No. And there's, it's, again, it's like, okay. <laughs> it's, oh, yes. Yeah, so there's a lot of learning involved all, all the way along, for sure. But but I like it because it does, mm-hmm. it, it engages our mind and and it does keep us young. <laughs> Yeah, especially in those times when we're problem solving and troubleshooting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it feels good to, to get the problem solved. It feels like such a huge win because, yeah, there's been lots of bumps I've had in my journey, too. I bet. There's a big sense of accomplishment in, yes. in learning something new and, and implementing it. Yeah. Well, we actually thought about doing podcasts originally because that's that's just we're, we're talking we're and we're, and we're extroverted but boy I was like once we I looked into it and I'm like it's too much work. if you if I can do it you could absolutely do it you could absolutely do it well thank yes. you for for your trust yeah yeah and if you had questions I'd be happy to help because yeah there from where I started to where I am now there was a lot of learning and a lot mm-hmm. of hiccups and things yeah. along the way so yeah, yeah it's helpful when you can get some guidance and well and, and I think you're a yeah. detailed girl are you not like I may be yeah exactly. <laughs> your book your book does indicate that <laughs> yeah I like I do like details yes yes yeah, <laughs> yeah but I, I've had tons of help with my podcast along the way and with anything new that I've learned along the way I love asking questions and I'm so appreciative of guidance and support from people who have done it before or have expertise in a certain area, it makes a big difference. Because sometimes, you know, maybe I could figure it out, but it would, it'll take me hours and, or days or weeks. And it's nice to be able to get that support from someone who just knows. <laughs> well, thank God for Google, because right. when I was a kid, you'd have to go get the Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I know our kids. Yeah. Our kids have no idea. Um, They're like, how did you find information? Books or when I was in high school, that was when CD-ROMs first came out, like basically the encyclopedia on a disc. Yeah. And yeah, now it's, hey, Google. (laughs) Exactly. And I love it. I mean, information at my fingertips, I love it. I use it like 20 times a day rather than going to the library and the old... Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> oh 
my microfiche. I had microfiche in university. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It, exactly. it's, yeah. They, yeah. It's, it's so much easier to learn things and access information and find things out. And yeah, yeah when I'm driving my 12 year old to swimming lessons or back from swimming lessons, he has all these things that he shares with me. And I know the answer before I even ask him, but I say, where did you learn that? YouTube. Yeah. YouTube. Brilliant. YouTube yeah. University. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you can learn anything. Like you, you can, can. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's amazing. It How to amazing. tie a tie. I think that's the number one <laughs> thing that pops out when you, when you write how to yeah. tie a tie comes up number one in all the, I right? Because yeah. how would you learn to how, <laughs> for young boys? Yeah. yeah. Go to YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So what about teaching? So I'm thinking about like with your blog posts, I'm sure you get feedback from people and you're sharing, you know, your ideas and the things you've researched and learned about out into the world. What sort of feedback do you get from people with what you're writing and maybe those insights or aha moments that it, it created for them? Well, I think when we began writing, we were a little too cautious of who our readers were going to be you know dad was still around mom and and I think their friends picked up on our blog quite quickly too and of course our kids you know and you just we sort of wrote with that in the back of our mind even though that wasn't our target audience anyway and I think that limited us a little bit so over time we've taught ourselves to really just not listen to that voice that's that's thinking somebody else is judging it and just go with what we find interesting and entertaining and enlightening and and then the fallout where it is and we've always been richly rewarded with with the feedback from people we we get such Very. great feedback from from friends or, or people that we don't even know that are reading it i'm always surprised to to you know run into someone who's just like, oh my God, I love your blog. <laughs> it's yeah. so great. We get, we get really so much nice, of it. Yeah. Nice feedback. And I've actually saved, I save a lot of the comments. Yeah. I just screenshot them because I'm going to put them all together sometime just to, you know, say, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a good we're, we're relating to people. That's true. Um, yeah. So we, it's, it's a good reminder for us though. Either way, you don't listen to the I mean, if you want to get some ideas on what to write about, you can listen to what some of the feedback is. But for the most part, whether it's positive or negative, we we are just standing strong in what we prefer to write about and what we want to put out there. Our, and we don't have brand. trolls like no. like so many so many girls I know are have just an amazing amount of trolls. And I don't understand what motivates people to write those inner thoughts that must be deeply unhappy. But, but anyway, we're, we're consider ourselves very fortunate for that. We, we yeah. do try and stay out of the political uh, realm. And yeah, there's a few touchy areas that we yeah. won't go into just because yeah. it's not, it's, not, it's our not what we need to do. We're trying to make light of things all the time. So yeah. add the light yes. to a very dark world. <laughs> that is so needed. That yeah. is so needed. Yeah, no, it is. Too, it is too bad. I'm happy to hear that you're not getting the trolls. I've had a couple, a couple yeah. of people. And you know, it's, 
And of course, it's like anything with feedback. When you get the one or two comments, unfortunately, those are the ones that stick. Yeah. And totally. amidst all the positivity, I try and think, okay, you know, what is sort of the underlying piece? Maybe there's something I can I can take that's constructive from it. And if there's not, then you know, try my best just to let it mm-hmm. to let it go. Yeah. But you but it I do think oftentimes it with people like having been a a teacher and students going through things and dealing with things at home or with friends or whatever's going on for them, there's often more to the story. And sometimes an action or something somebody does, there's something going on for them. So I try and think, you know, maybe something in their life isn't going very well. And I'm a person that they don't know. And it's easy to sit down at the computer and type something and kind of get out whatever feelings you have and, and you're sort of anonymous. Right. So, right. yeah, there's, there's I think that too. I always story. think who hurt you? I know. Right. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> did. It's just something they're going through at the time yeah. and it could be a trigger yeah. that was hit. And the last thing you need to do is pour gas on it. <laughs> exactly. So it's best to just let it have just the air it. and yep. let it burn out. Yeah. 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 So it stings a little bit at first, and then you just it yeah, does. let yeah. it go. <laughs> like yeah. anonymous yeah. person and I'll women, never meet. Now we oh, harbor that right? uh, one yeah. negative out of a hundred comments, and we're not insecure girls at all. Like we're pretty. Yeah. I wouldn't call us insecure at all, but we we have some soft spots. <laughs> <laughs> we all have those soft we all spots, do. right? Yeah. yeah, especially when we're well intentioned. You know, we're trying our best to do the best we can in whatever it is we're doing. So when that kind of stuff comes back, it's not the best. But thankfully, there's way more positive out there. Absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, which is which is fantastic. Now, with blogging and, and your seven-year journey, and obviously you've shared with me some of the things that you sort of learned along the way. So if somebody listening is curious about getting into blogging themselves – what advice might you give them? Well, one thing is when you're writing, always read it aloud. When you're when you're editing, mm-hmm. read aloud because that's if you're just reading it, it's it's not going to expose the clunky parts. So I learned that from a author that I I saw at WordFest. Write because you love writing. I mean, you have to you have to love it and you have to do it consistently which is like, we always take the summers off and stuff because <laughs> why wouldn't we? <laughs> but we didn't to begin with. Like we would just okay. plow it out and mm. it was it was too much. It just got to be, so we write because we, we truly love to write. And the chances of you making money are, are small <laughs> unless you're going to add the Google ads or, or you know, sponsors. find your media kit or your, your sponsors or things like that. But it's just don't quit your day job. <laughs> it's not going to pay the bills. I think we thought we were going to get rich. (laughs) Maybe just not yet. (laughs) I think we are. It's just hasn't happened yet. (laughs) Maybe that's, maybe that's like a a book deal or something. Yeah, exactly. Well, and you just never know. And then I think too, there's like that definition of success that we each have. Right. And, and what's kind of success for us with, in whatever we do. Like podcasting, you don't make money podcasting. Right. But I 
that's not what it is for me. Otherwise, I wouldn't have done it for as long as I have, just as I'm sure you wouldn't have been doing blogging for as long Absolutely. as you have. Yeah. So I think that's such great advice. Do it because you love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the reading out loud piece. So I'm working on a new book and I have a long way to go, but I went to my parents' house for a day while they were away to do what I called a writing retreat for myself, like basically away from my family, the laundry, the dishes and all the things just so I could focus on writing. And I read what I had written already out loud. I caught so many things. So many things didn't make sense or the sentence went on way too long or yeah, such great advice because it's so different when you're just reading it in your head. So different. Yeah. Shockingly Mm -hmm. different. Yeah. What about for you, Lori? What would be something you'd recommend or suggest for somebody who's thinking about venturing into the crazy world of blogging? I think branding would be a good thing to kind of understand what it is you want to write about and to sort of stay not in that lane, but at least within the realms of, of what you want to discuss. I think if you, we've had other women that have had ones on menopause and, and so they stick sort of in, in that realm and then there's a wealth of information that can be harvested in that area. So find out what it is, what your, what your brand is going to be about and, and sort of make sure you're sort of staying in that. I think it helps uh, people identify with you and they know exactly consistently what they're going to get. Mm-hmm. And I like too how you're saying also what they're not going to get. So right. those, those lanes that you're choosing to stay out of, because that doesn't align with who you are and in terms of what you want to write about. And exactly. About. We, yeah. we, we have a broad spectrum just because ours was humor. Yeah. We just wanted to make light or find the funny in all the situations. So that opens up to a lot of different subjects that we can talk about as long as we are bringing that element to it. But that really does help stay on brand for who the Sangria sisters are. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So if you're all of a sudden going down some dark path. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, that's not that's yes. not it. <laughs> Where there's no funny, no Check funny. Check on at us. All. <laughs> yeah. Send you a message. So you know that conversation yeah. we had when you said you're making light of things? I don't feel like this is on brand. <laughs> Just right? a comment. Yeah. Just my observation. <laughs> now, not only do you write a blog, you've also been published in what I know for sure of three co-authored books. So it was the In Her Voice series that was edited by Lisa Webb and Marcy. Is it Hessel? I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. How, yeah. Okay. So it was Sisterhood, Motherhood, and Finding Yourself. So what kind of led you down that road and, and what was that experience like for you? Well, it was it was an interesting opportunity, I thought. We'd always done shorter pieces because what can fit, like for a blog, they say 300 to 600 words maximum sort of thing, but you can only fit 300 or so on Instagram. And that was one thing too, going back to learning. Once we started sharing, actually putting the blog, like what the words were rather than just the link on, because people just won't press a link or they won't, they won't, they won't leave what they're on so anyway we but but anyway we just thought 
we just thought this was an interesting way to go a little bigger. It was 2,500 words is what they were looking for. The, the topics, of course, were right up our alley. Sisterhood is, mm-hmm. is what we live for. Uh, motherhood, we're all, it's very relatable. We're all in it. And then losing yourself was the story of Lori losing her husband, Scott, and, 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 and or finding, finding yourself. And I guess you lose yourself first, then you find mm-hmm. yourself. So it was really a story of triumph. <laughs> and so, so we were very, very happy. And it just kind of, you know, we had a book on three books on Amazon <laughs> that we were part of. It was very cool. It was a great learning experience. Mm-hmm. Very, it helped us grow as writers as well. Very much. Yeah. I think that was pivotal for mm-hmm. when we kind of turned the corner and became better. Yeah. That, well, three and contributing to all three books, that's a significant undertaking in itself. So mm-hmm. yeah, lots of opportunity there to, to learn and grow. Now, do you have any other book plans in your future? Well, that's, we'd kind of like yes. to, like, yeah. We, we, that's uh, when we met at the, at the book launch and that was how to write a book. And, uh, we, I, I think I was trying to put what would be interesting. And I think that because we're at a, a stage of our lives where we've been there, done that, what you're doing now, I think perspective is so much key for us. And so we understand the, sh- the shit you can let go and the, and the stuff you should keep that's 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 actually int- are important and so i think that's something that we will eventually share with y'all <laughs> yeah we also have in that process of writing those short stories we actually wrote more in anticipation of there being another book in that series and so we do have some short stories that are already written that we just we can go back in and keep editing editing and and doing um, new rewrites on it but I would like to shop around and try and find out if there is a home for those as well because they are there there's some there's some good stuff in there Julia it's Julia the adventures of Julie the uterus (laughs) (laughs) I love that (laughs) so it's basically a cruise ship ship going through a woman's body (laughs) that's awesome That's so awesome. So you have lots of material to work with. And it's funny when you said, been there, done that. I'm like, ooh, that'd be such a good book title. (laughs) Yeah, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And also podcast name too. Right? That's true. (laughs) That is good, actually. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. I don't know if it's out there already, but I'm like, ooh, that is very aligned and that would be very good and very catchy. Yeah. yeah, and you'd have some fantastic wisdom to share. It would be, exactly. it would be really good. It would be really. And we good. can't we can't help ourselves for imparting it. Like whoever <laughs> we speak to, we just we're just like here. Here's a nugget. Here, it's like stop it. <laughs> but you know, there's so many situations along the way, especially in being a mom, where I I think to myself, why did someone not tell me this? Exactly. Surely, you know, you then you mention whatever it is you're going through. Oh, yeah, I went through that. Well, then why wouldn't you tell me? I think in this stage of social media always shows the the filtered glitzy glamorous. And I think that's what we pride ourselves on is being the unfiltered version of that. And that it's not always rosé behind the white picket fence is what we say. So, yeah, 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 we're truth tellers. (laughs) 
Very appreciated. I I appreciate that so much more than me telling you telling me like that everything's perfect. And here's like the five things you need to do to have a perfect day with your kids because it doesn't exist. No, no. no. Then you just feel like you're failing miserably. Right. <laughs> I think per- perfection actually is like the the worst thing you could ach- try and achieve. It, it's just not attainable. It's just going to send you over the edge. It's just, especially with kids, like they're, you think, oh, you're going to have that magical, you know, we're going to go to the zoo and no, oh, we'll see the zoo lights. And next thing you know, one kid's down on the ground screaming and the others, you know, I never had and, that happen yeah, ever. Right? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's just, you, yeah. you have to lower your expectations and you have to accept that some things are just good enough. Yeah. Like that's really important. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, now that our kids are a bit older and we talk about some of the experiences that we had and sort of their version of that experience, like they're not remembering some of the details that, yeah. That's our biggest thing is they don't remember. They don't remember all the magic you created or the, 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 you know, they they just literally, I was going through the photo albums with my kids over COVID Mm -hmm. and COVID and and they're just like, I don't remember any of this. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Do you know the hours of thought I put into making this magical exactly. So you just, yeah. again, you just don't have to try so hard. <laughs> no. And oftentimes it's the little, like it's the little things or the most obscure things. They're like, remember this time that we da-da-da-da-da? I think, huh, maybe I should yeah. focus more on those yeah, things. Right? Yeah. I think it's just the biggest yeah. focus is just be present. Totally. Really what what it comes down to. Yeah. With my 15-year-old right now, it's all about bananagrams. (laughs) Oh, I love bananagrams. bananagrams. Yeah. Yeah. We do a lot. We're so lucky. Yeah. Yeah, He loves it. 15. 15 is generally. I know. I know. Yeah. So far, so good. I'm like, hey, buddy, do you want to play a game of bananagrams? He's like 99% of the time in. So I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Now you're both at that next stage. So you've got adult children kind of heading out into the world. So if you could say to yourself, like the, if, if you knew then what you know now, what advice would you give to yourself about parenting? I know we sort of talked about some of what that answer could be a little bit. Mm -hmm. What would you don't get a not, don't get a like a non-fussy mom haircut. You'll regret it forever. <laughs> Both of us chopped our hair off in an effort to keep from tying it back all the time in these, in these what we thought Bob. were sleek bobs, <laughs> and we thought they were cutting edge cute. Turns out, nope. <laughs> we oh, just no. a couple of mushroom heads. <laughs> and it took forever to grow out. Yeah. And those pictures are all the ones that I never, I don't ever like bringing those up. Oh, yeah, man. that's right. My biggest one is mm. in the process of teaching your kids to be independent, you should take some mm. lessons yourself. That's a good one. Because what happens when they leave or when they get older is is there's many, many times I've seen women just not not able to function because they they weren't prepared. I think you have to start training yourself in advance for for or, or finding some interests or or anything that is going to serve you well when you're not parenting all the time. And I don't think your your kids don't realize at the time when they're young like that, that they're actually watching you grow up as well, right? You don't have it all figured out. They didn't come with the manuals. So you are learning as you go and you're still 
learning about yourself and going through a lot of trials and tribulations with your relationships and all those things too. So, you know, cut yourself a lot of slack is what I would say. That's true. You're only, you're, you're in your twenties and thirties, right? You don't, you don't have it going on. (laughs) You don't really know a lot then. Like I think once you hit your forties, you're starting to hit your stride. Yeah. But from then, before that, mm-mm. and your kids aren't going to really relate until they are, I'd say at least probably twenty five or have kids of their own. Basically, they're not really going to get it until then, anyway. So, <laughs> so how old are your children now? I have a twenty four year old. Abby's uh, my, my niece. My daughter's twenty five, and my other son Brennan is twenty six. Wow. So twenty four, twenty five, twenty six. Wow! Can you believe it? We're no. just like, really, it's we're fun. only 29 ourselves. Right? So how is that even possible? I hear, <laughs> no. there's that part. There's that part. I struggle with, how can I possibly be old enough to have a child in grade 12? Exactly. No. Isn't that funny? It goes by so quickly. So like, it really quickly. does. I know everyone says that, but yeah. it's like, th- this year happened in 30 seconds. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Rylan, our oldest, was just in kindergarten. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it gets really fun at this stage as well, because now they're transitioning more into a friend as well. So we have a lot more common interests and just it's it's really fun to spend time when with them when when they let us. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. That's true. But, but you know, they're, they're, they're so one dimensional when they're younger. Like they're, it's, they've just got blinders on as a teenager. Yeah. That's just, and, and they all are and God bless them. But, but once they, once the blinders come off, yeah. Out in the world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They've got a little bit of world experience. They're done school. It's, 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 it's more rewarding. <laughs> that's good to hear. Cause yeah, yes. we're, we're, we're on the verge of having a third teenager in our house. Yeah. Yeah. It's there's 17, 15 and almost 13. So is that a girl or a boy? We have three boys. Oh, three boys. boys. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, they're, they're each their own people and like different, you know, things about them that are awesome and easy. And then things that have been, you know, tough and challenging, depending on the day and the moment and all the things. Yeah, they're, they're an interesting mix, definitely not the same as one another. Well, and it's just yeah. not easy to be, it's not easy to be a teenager. I oh, mean, especially gosh. now. Yeah, I just, wouldn't want to go back. <laughs> I would never go back. I would never go back to junior high and high yeah. school. That was like, and, and and not that I had any problems, but I just this you're plagued with insecurity. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's just everything. It, there's drama. <laughs> it's just it's a lot. And now, especially with these yeah. guys, with their with the screen time and the social media and everything like that, like yeah. it's 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 not good. It's not good for the for the this young generation at all. Yeah. There's a lot of layers. That's for there's sure. A lot of layers. A lot yeah. of layers. Yeah. yeah. No, when I started out teaching, I taught junior high and then I taught high school and I thought to myself, like I, and I loved them. I loved them, but it was so complicated and messy and like crazy and wonderful. But I thought, wow, one day if I have kids and I have teenagers, maybe somebody else can borrow them for a bit because <laughs> I didn't I, have I, them 24 seven, but no, it's, it's, it's been pretty good. We're pretty lucky, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a time when you're feeling all the feels and trying to find your way and figure out who you are. And 
Yeah, there's a lot. Especially grade 12, because they're basically, you might as well be asking them what they're going to do for the rest of their lives. (laughs) You know, they they really, it's deer in headlights in grade 12. Yeah, it really is. And I I try and I I feel like I've set a good example because I change what I'm doing about every three to five years. And so hopefully they can see that I still don't actually know what I want to be when I grow up. Right, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, every every three to five. Yeah, my husband's like, so what's next? What's next? Yeah, Yeah, totally. (laughs) Like, it's just, you just have to take it in in shorter increments. Exactly. And you can always change your mind. Yeah. And you can always evolve. Like, goodness, that's the beauty of life is hopefully there is some evolution. (laughs) Right. Yes. Yes. Hopefully there's some evolution. Now, I wanted to jump into something that I, I mean, there's many things that I love about both of you, but one in particular is how giving back and championing causes that are close to your heart is such a big part of what you do. And one organization that I know you're both huge advocates for and are quite involved with is Brown Begging for Calgary Kids. Is that the correct name? Yes. Brown Begging for Calgary's Kids. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So so I, yeah, I wanted to know why giving back is so important to you both and what you've learned through giving back. Uh, well, for me, I, it was that lose, I lost the purpose. I, I, I just wasn't sure what to do with myself after, because I'd had the career and then I'd done the school and the, all the school, student council and our parent council and all that. And, and then I was just lost. I just found myself in my robe <laughs> a glass or a wine, you know, like it was just a sad time. And, and so then I, I got, I got involved with, with Mealshare first, which is another, they were affiliated, affiliated charities, charity partners, and, and then Brown Bagging. And both of them worked to alleviate youth hunger. There millions and millions of kids have been fed because of it. I just, I always go back to, I'm glad the kids are getting fed. That's so important. They, they will not socialize in class or at, at lunch if they don't have a lunch. Generally, there's almost a sense of shame that's with it from the start. They know it's not quite right. Sometimes the kids will have, they'll eat, they'll eat the lunch or they'll, the, the brothers and sisters will trade off which day, who gets to eat the lunch that day. Like, so this has really taken a lot of weight off the shoulders of the parents. And I always think about the parents and how grateful that they must be for that. But we've done a number of things. We sat on the Avarian Council Lady Ball Organizing Committee for a number of years. Lori did... Look Good, Feel Better. Yeah. Uh, I was a makeup artist for them, volunteering Yeah, uh, with cancer patients. And years ago, did the uh, Special Olympics and things like that. But you know what? Our mom was a big volunteer. She was always into giving of her time. And she sort of instilled that very early, that it's you get more than you give almost when you do definitely you know and and no matter what you're going through there's always someone else that's that's in a worse place and you should be turning around and helping them helping them up yeah giving back is is so rewarding for not for the other people who are the recipients but for the people who are actually giving like who are doing it it's it's uh it's just a way to yeah. I just, I feel it's everyone's responsibility at some point in their lives, certainly not when you have younger kids and you're busy all the time, but there's a certain point where you could just help out in such small ways that it's Makes worth such it. a big difference. Yeah. Well, you both set a great example of that yourselves. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. 
So it sounds like your mom is someone that you both admire, especially in how giving back was a big part of who she is. So do you have a favorite teacher that really comes to mind when you think back? <laughs> for, for me, it's the late, great Mr. Nachuk, my grade 10 algebra teacher in high school. I had no business being in algebra, first of all. I'm somewhat math dyslexic, to <laughs> say the least. It's It was a, a very tough subject for somebody who is such a physical, like I'm a visual learner, and I really just could not understand numbers. So what do I do? I ran away from it. I basically skipped out of most of the classes until I got caught and suspended. And at that time, I think at midterms, I was running around with about a 32 average. And he had volunteered his time to sit with me at the lunches and basically tutor me and make me understand in the simplest possible ways day after day until I could pass with a 64 just to get me <laughs> through. <laughs> and I just, I, I kept thinking at the time, why, why, why would he do this? Like why, what's, what's in it for him? I guess I was thinking, or why is he doing this for me when I so clearly disrespected him and his class? But then I realized that that's what teachers do, right? They teach for the love of teaching and they want the, to see the student succeed. And I didn't understand that at the time, but I did write a, a blog about that years later, you know, sort of thanking him for that, just because he obviously believed that I could do it, even when I couldn't have cared less to do it. But he didn't. He, he made me see how the importance of it, and and he stuck with me through all of that for it. So and he actually read it. He yeah. actually it actually oh, somebody sent it. Somebody oh. somebody Mom, sent it. Mom went oh, to his yes, house. Yes, that's right. Oh. Mom printed it out, <laughs> drove it to his house, and oh. showed it to. Him. <laughs> Yeah, he was thrilled. I bet. I bet he was. Like that he's somebody that you still think of to this day. Yeah. Big influence that way. That's that's oh, that's so special. Val, what about you? More so for me, it was like I'm a lifelong learner. I, I just can't ever get enough. And during COVID, I found that there was so many classes offered and available for free. Like these women were so generously donating their time and we were also starved for something to do. So I did, oh, I couldn't tell you, I bet you 25, 30 different courses and classes. And uh, in particular, I remember Carly Cotola from um, Style Sparkle and she'd had a 10 week course on social media and blogging and websites and security and all that. And I just soaked it up. Not that I remembered half of it, but I sure enjoyed it <laughs> time. So yeah, I, I really, so for me, it was COVID was, was, was a very informative time. Yeah. You learned a lot. You got really curious. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Took advantage of all the, the great opportunities to learn. Mm-hmm. So I have a few quick rapid fire questions for you both so that I can pick your brains and learn from you some more. What is something that you would love to learn about or something you would love to learn how to do? Uh, for me, I'd have to say it's public speaking in general. I would love to get more of a comfort level with it. I ha- we Both of us have such a fear, like a paralyzing fear of it for, for whatever reason. I guess that is the number one fear for a lot of people, but over death. Oh, is it? Yeah. Higher than death. Okay. So yeah, I just think that it's come up a few times now where we have, you know, something like this, I'm 
I'm fine, I'm comfortable, it's a conversation. But when I have to be in front of people with a microphone and and relaying anything or telling my story or just being interviewed, it's, it's, it is a bit daunting for me. My anxiety kicks up and I have to learn how to talk myself down and quell those fears. So it's something I'd like to do, maybe push myself out of my comfort zone and try it more just so that I would actually be better at it. Yeah, I'd have to say that's me. I'm taking Spanish lessons right now on Duolingo for the last year and a half since we went to Costa Rica. I believe you were just there, right? Yeah, not not too long ago, two years ago now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we've been about a year and a half, and and I just was inspired when I was there because I was just so I I go I I'm a visitor in your country and I can't talk to you at all. Yeah. It just seemed rude. So I've so I've been plugging away. I'm I am up to seven hundred and thirty eight words. <laughs> That's impressive. That's a uh-huh. that's a good vocabulary. I'm like, yeah, I'm like a yeah. grade two. <laughs> that's okay. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. And and Lori, I'm excited for you and to see you doing some more speaking. I feel you on that one. It's hard. It's it hard. is hard. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. is. But I don't think it's something you'll you'll ever conquer unless you just make yourself get out there and do it somehow. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. and it's interesting. Someone I've gotten to know is Suzanne Fox, who used to be like the host of Breakfast Television. And so she has lots of experience, you know, being speaking and, and, and being in front of a crowd. But she says she still gets nervous. Yes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And and I think, you know, nervousness kind of often comes when we care about something, right? And we want to do a good job. And it's like about channeling that nervousness in a positive way. But when I when Lindsay made me get up and speak at the event that we were both at, I was felt so nervous. So well, yeah. didn't. No, oh, didn't didn't show. on the inside. <laughs> Thank you for not noticing. Yeah. As I'm like breaking into a sweat. So yes, yeah. No, I I completely relate. So yeah. It's well the a, first time we did it, it was it was it it, it wasn't it wasn't great and and that's because we we tried to memorize our words we didn't let it flow we were very very stiff we weren't just bantering it was so those are the things you learn though like how do you know <laughs> before that yeah just keep practicing and practicing so yeah. Costa Rica is somewhere you've been to recently but what would be a place that's at the top of your travel bucket list Europe. Neither one of us, if you can believe it, has crossed the pond. We have not been anywhere overseas. And we're very, we're very we're well very traveled. traveled. But We've just, been around a lot, but we get around. She's been around a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just somewhere that's been on the bucket list for a long time. And this year, finally, this 2024, we're both got trips planned that... We're going to make it happen. So I love that. Yeah. Just okay. got to start getting on those things and getting those checked off because you just, you just never know. So we're able-bodied, we're able to do it, and we're really looking forward to adding that to something else to check off. Sangria is in Spain. I yeah. love it. I can't wait to follow along on that adventure. <laughs> That'll be so fun. What is a favorite book or podcast that you've um, been into lately? Or movie or TV show <laughs> for you? Oh yes, sure. Um, well, I I I'm an avid reader. Um, I just finished a book by Barbara Kingsolver called Demon Copperhead, which won the Pulitzer, and it's just it's breathtaking. It's just 
the way it's written from from a 10 year old boy it was just it was just done so beautifully it's about the opi- opioid crisis down in virginia or how it how it began and the the one i just finished last night was a very punchable face by colin jost and and he's the weekend update anchor on on snl and so that i just to see all to hear all the insider because again that's that would be my dream job <laughs> is to be a writer for as a sketch comedy writer right. like that that was an awesome. avid reader, though. You read a lot of books. I read. Yeah. I read about four books a month. Yeah. Wow. And you've got a movie, or? Well, I I'm I'm really into documentaries now. I just really like like the latest ones. As everyone probably, there was a lot of people that watched. You know, the Beckham story, or or Robbie Williams was another one I really enjoyed because I didn't. I think I saw the public persona. And you see how, you know, world renowned and, and how successful they are, but you don't realize the struggle behind the scenes and the pain that they've gone through and the adversities and everything that they've had to overcome to get back up on top again. And I, I just find that a really fascinating, gripping story. It adds to their story, I think. So, yeah, I'm enjoying those. I love that. I love learning kind of, yeah, the behind the scenes story, because exactly. oftentimes you just hear about the wins and, and the highlights. Exactly. Or you assume or you assume yeah. that their exactly. life is just golden like that all yeah. the time. But that's not the case. And Barbie, screw oh, Barbie. the screw the patriarchy. Right? <laughs> I love that. I went with my husband. It was awesome. <laughs> it was so good. So good. He enjoyed it too, actually. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait till good. it comes out on video because yeah, I right? definitely want to I have to you have to see it again right yeah it's for anyone who played with barbies when you were little like that it just was it was it was the personification of what barbie was like she could be anything you anything you wanted to make her and i I love that i love that they kept that about the movie yeah yeah no it was it was just fantastic everything about it now if you could sit down and have a conversation with someone that you'd love to learn from who would it be and why for me it would be kevin aquan he was a makeup artist, um, very famous celebrity makeup artist, I guess. He had gone through the ranks and worked his way up. He's deceased now, but I always was upset that I never got the chance to meet him before he passed. I just love his – I'm a makeup artist too from way back, and I just love his view on beauty, on taking a woman's – finding the natural beauty and just enhancing those features to make it look like you still, but the best version of you without having to do all the main, like all the stuff that's out there now. It's just, it's a lot of copy and paste, I think, with how everyone's looking with all the brows and lashes and lips and you name it. But he, his was finding your individual beauty and bringing that out. And I just, I loved everything about him. I think the worst thing that's happened is the Kardashians. Like, (laughs) Really, it's just bastardized beauty for all these young girls. Yeah, it's a tough standard. Yeah. It's a tough mm-hmm. standard. Yeah. And for me, I would love to meet Tina Fey and Amy Poehler because <laughs> they're they're the gold standard for comedians and yes. and and writers like Mean Girls and and all the SNL skits and Parks and Rec and all the all the shows that they've done that I just. Uh, again, they find the funny in everything, and that's they're my heroes. 
Yeah. Well, those are all very interesting people. <laughs> and <laughs> I love thinking about that because this question is one of my favorites because I think there's so many interesting people out there and to have that opportunity to really pick their brain would be uh, so fascinating if the opportunity presented itself. Now, as a final question, I just wanted to know if either of you or both of you have any thoughts or words of wisdom that might empower or support people with their own teaching and learning journeys. Well, again, like Laurie said, do you face your fears? If, if they help, if they hold you back, it's, you're not learning, you're not expanding, you're not growing. So that's something that, but that's something we're learning to take in stride because before it would be, we would just stop there. And now we're learning to just bulldoze right through. And very often it's not nearly as bad on the other side. 90% of the roadblocks that, that are in front of us are put up by ourselves, mm -hmm. by our own mind. So most of the times when you're working straight through them, most of those things aren't even happening. The things that you feared that were going to happen, it was a lot of energy that was wasted basically on things that never even materialized. So Fear the fe feel the fear and do it anyway. And and don't worry about imposter syndrome is a big thing. That yes, is real. That's that the is worst. very real. And we all have it. There's not a soul. The biggest celebrities have it. So that is something that you have to just tell yourself that you are worthy and and you that you deserve what you you deserve the good stuff that comes yeah, your way. You know what you're doing, yeah. you're good at it. Yeah. And just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Well, I love that advice. And I want to thank you both so much for sharing your time and story and words of wisdom with us today. And if our listeners want to learn more about you and check out your blog and find out all the things that you're up to, where are the best places to find you? Uh, our website is www.sangriasisters.ca. CA because it's Can Canada. <laughs> of course, Instagram, it is a Sangria Sisters blog. And Facebook is Sangria Sisters. There's Twitter, but nobody looks at Twitter. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'll make sure to share all those in the show notes, maybe even Twitter too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I check in, but it's just, it's so. I find it so divisive and, and hate-filled that I just, I don't use it yeah, very often anymore. It's becoming I think popular. Twitter has to be so in the moment yeah, to be it's good for useful current. that way. It's, yeah. You have to be on it. And, and, some, and that takes you out of other things sometimes when you're trying to be in the moment on social media. It's taking you out of wherever you may be at the time. So it's yeah. not something that we usually do use that much. Taking you out of the moment of life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you again both of you so much for joining me today. It was fantastic to chat with you and to learn from you both. It really was. Yeah. That was super fun. Very Tiana. enjoyable. Yeah. You're just a lovely person. You have that warmth and, and Ease. yeah, yeah. F felt that from and before, way before we ever met you. <laughs> Always knew that you're, we're just gravitate to people like you. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate that. I'm excited that we've had this chance to connect. Mm hmm Next time we do it over drinks. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the People Teaching People podcast. I'm your host, Tiana Fesh. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Tiana Fesh and on my website, tianafesh.com. 
I would love it if you would subscribe to, rate, and review this podcast. Your feedback and support are so appreciated. See you next time where we will continue to explore all things teaching and learning together.